Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as always, I'll always say that we have a great one for you today, because you know what? We do. Every artist we bring on is awesome. And we got Mike Burke today, and I think you're going to love him. Had a little bit of quick chat with him while ago, and he really seems like you're going to love him. Anyway, Mike, are you here? I am here, yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. We're free. And Sandy, you here? Yes, I'm here too. Okay. Hi, Sandy. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? Yes. Welcome on the show. We're excited to Thank have you, you on here today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So as Absolutely. we get started, I always I always like to start with some fun stuff on the show before we get any seriousness. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, a brief overview of you, and mm-hmm. some hobbies you like to do outside of music. Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Mike Burke, yeah, and uh, I'm originally from uh, a little town outside Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I, uh, I I sing and uh, write music, and write since I was a little kid, play uh, piano, um, guitar, harmonica, some different instruments, that sort of thing. Um, I sing mostly, uh, you know, rock, soul, country, kind of <laughs> kind of kind of thing there. And uh, yeah, hobbies. I love to. Uh, I love to I love to read a lot. Um, I love. Uh, I, I love math. Actually, <laughs> a, a math and economics major. So I love to read about you know the economy and that that sort of thing. And uh, I guess a funny thing for myself is I, I've been uh, speaking French since I was in kindergarten. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's something unusual about you that people don't know about? Sure. Uh, something unusual I'd say is that prior to music. Uh, I was on Wall Street um, in New York oh, wow. for about uh, seven or eight years before I decided to move to L.A. to pursue music. So you were one of the stock people? I mean, what did you do? <laughs> yes, yeah. I, w- I was at a, at a hedge fund there in New York. Um, oh, doing, that's you awesome. know, uh, Yeah, yeah, doing uh, yeah, <clears throat> pretty much uh, stock trading, bonds, that sort of thing. Um, and so then in it- 2000. So was it one of the moments where you were at your job and you were like, you know what, this ain't what I'm supposed to do? Uh, yes, absolutely. I was. Um, I knew as I was, you know, going through it. I went to school and then after school went to New York and that sort of thing. Started working there, and I was I was always playing music mm-hmm. on the side. Um, I was always writing, uh, you know, playing out at, at, at different places in New York and that sort of thing, and going up to Boston and playing there. Um, and then I just kind of realized that I'm not doing what I, what, what I should be doing. Um, I kind of had like an aha moment, you know, <laughs> and kind of kind of realized that music was, you know, what I really wanted to pursue. And I'm glad you're going there because um, I say this on every episode that we do, and because I, I wish, I hope parents can hear this because there are people out there that will that will say, and I'm sure you've heard this, you just need to get a real job, and. Right. I always try to tell people and parents that don't tell an artist they need to get a real job because they have one. They have something better. It's a passion sure. to live for. And I see all that. And, you know, I've got friends of mine, and I'm glad you didn't go this route, but I've got friends of mine that were, um, that's been in their job, say, 15 years, their career. Mm-hmm. And they went to school and everything for this, we're talking. We're not, we're not talking that it was a career that they just started. It was, you know, they, they went to school, everything. You sit down with them, and they're like um, miserable. And you dig a little deeper. Well, why? You know, you got this nice lifestyle. You got this uh, great family. You got an awesome career. And they're like, oh nope, nope, that's the problem. Uh, like, what do you mean that's the problem? And they're yeah. like, that that because like you went to school for that. They're like, no, I went to school for my parents. They pushed me. Right. Sure. And mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted to do. Right. And and I'm guessing that you probably went kind of the corporate route, maybe because of other people. I don't know, but I'm guessing because a lot of people do that. And then it's great that you realized early on, you know what, this ain't working for me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I I I did. Yeah. I mean, in my, I didn't grow up playing in bands and you know that 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 sort of thing too much. I grew up playing sports. I was mm-hmm. kind of the only one out of my friends who played music and wrote music. I just kind of did it, you know, by myself. Um, it was just something mm-hmm. I, that I enjoyed doing. Um, and then I, my parents were always so, so supportive of music and 
mm-hmm. and also pretty much anything that I wanted to do career-wise. I, I always wanted that's to be awesome. uh, an, element, an elementary ed teacher. I was really big on that. I was working mm-hmm. with kids and that sort of thing. Um, so that's what I originally went to school for. And then uh, I was at school and kind of, it just, I just kind of met, you know, the, the people I was surrounded by. I was like, oh, wow, there's, you know, <laughs> some, one of my friend's <laughs> friend, fathers was a stockbroker. And I was like, wow, they make a lot of money. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I never really kind of grew up around that. And I was like, I want to do that. That sounds great. <laughs> so then I switched to economics and math. And, uh, yeah, but I, my parents are always very supportive, you know, anything that I wish to do, which they, they still are. You know, they're just, as long as you're happy, you know, that's, that, that's yeah. pretty much what they always told me. And that is, uh, did you get flack from people, though, when you said, you know what, I've got to go this other route? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I've, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I have really close friends I've had since kindergarten that we, we all went to different schools, but then we ended up in New York together. And um, uh, most of them were like, oh, this is great. You know, that I, I love it. You should definitely pursue this. And a couple were like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to leave, you know, Wall Street to go and sit on a beach and play a guitar? Like, what are you out of your mind? Like, what's going on here? And, you know, it was, it, it was definitely funny, but they were all pretty supportive anyway. Well, that's good that they've come around. Because, again, you know, I think that when it comes to a creative type person, a lot of times your average person doesn't understand that. It's one of them things where if it's in your heart, there's nothing you can do. Like with New Country Buzz and all that, we actually originally Mm -hmm. launched in 2014. I I read that, yeah. And the crazy thing is we shut it down in 2015 for personal reasons. Uh, One day I Mm -hmm. might talk about that, but right now I don't. (laughs) um, (laughs) But we shut it down. But before we shut it down, we did interview Kelsey Ballerini, which was that was one of our highlights back then, which wow. was pretty cool. But we shut it down, and it was like a um, piece of me left at that mm-hmm. moment. And I remember – and I, and I pushed it away so much that I even let go of the domain, New Country Bus. I just let it go. Wow. And I remember every six months I would look up on GoDaddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope, nobody <laughs> bought it. took it. You're right. Six months later, <laughs> nope, nobody bought it. So by the end of yeah. 2018, I told Sandy, I was like, you know what? Nobody's bought it, and I feel like maybe this is a God thing here. I was like, Absolutely. that's a domain that somebody should have bought, and they haven't. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we need to finish what we started. So we, re- wow. so we relaunched at end of 2018. And had no idea we was going to do the Christmas Sandy show. We we took a whole year to build foundation last in 2019 with the whole new country buzz side of it. And I kept talking all this stuff. I'm going to launch a show, launch a show, launch a show. And then finally, January 3rd, we launched. And I guess we're making up for lost time because you're our 61st interview. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's That's amazing. But it's one of them things that, you know, again, I got, we get y'all, you know, if you ever quit, You'll want you'll come back. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Congratulations, that's fantastic! Wow. Well, oh, thank you. Um, so, um, who's been some of your musical influences through your life? Uh, yeah, I, I I grew up listening to um, you know um, my my parents always listened to uh, Ray Charles, um, Stevie Wonder, and then I you know kind of um, I also love uh, Chris Stapleton, Ray Montaigne. Um, Bonnie Raitt, you know, I grew up listening to, to all all kinds of different stuff, and then a lot of rock and even hip hop and that sort of thing growing up. So kind of a oh, wow. a mesh of um, you know m- music, right? Which, which is why sometimes when someone you know asks me what kind of music do you play, and I list off like four different genres because <laughs> that's just kind of what it is. You know? <laughs> you know, what's funny is before Sandy and I married, um, back in the '80s, I was more of a rock person. In the 90s, mm-hmm. I was more of an MC Hammer person. Oh, yeah, and, and, absolutely. <laughs> and, and then by, by 2002, when me and her met and married that year, I remember um, when we first married, I was one of these people and who was really brainwashed that believed that, believed that if you listen to you, – you only listen to audio motivational stuff in your car. You, if you mm-hmm. listen to music, you weren't serious about your business. I, I mean, I was in that whole self-help movement. I mean, I was in t- too deep. <laughs> I mean, I was all the way in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we yeah. marry, and she's like 24-7 <laughs> music. So we, right. mm-hmm. there was an issue here. We're in, the car, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the car together. What do we do? So finally we came to agreement that we would 
do it 50 50 we listen to audios 50 percent of the time and music 50 percent and that worked but i always joke with people and say you know she brainwashed me in all this music stuff because now i'm like all in <laughs> yeah well, well well done sandy well done <laughs> yeah probably got it on board because <laughs> now it's like we do this show and and we went mm-hmm. um i guess two weeks ago we we had I, we ch- kind of do them daily, I and mean, we don't do them every day, but for the most part, we do them every day. Every now and then, mm-hmm. we miss one. Yes. And um, wow. there was, um, two, either two or three weeks ago, we had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, where I had, I had nobody booked. And by Wednesday, Sandy said, somebody, you're miserable. <laughs> oh, yes, he was. Big <laughs> like, go book someone right now. <laughs> so, yes. so this really drives me. What drives you? Um, uh, I think for me, it's, um, honestly, I, I started this thing probably about four or five years ago called, called, uh, be happy and help others. It was like, all my music kind of proceeds went to that and it helps a few different organizations. Um, I, I worked mm-hmm. a lot with, um, some, some nonprofit charity organizations that I, um, kind of support throughout the year. And I'm a, I'm a camp counselor. Um, I really just love kind of, um, I, I guess kind of helping others, especially helping others through music as well. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of my, um, my thing that I, that I really like to do with, with the music. Um, well, that is awesome. I did some different organizations for kids. Uh, I, I do a camp every year, um, called, uh, uh middle Atlantic burn camp. It's for children who are, uh, burn survivors. And it's just a, a camp they go to for oh, a week wow. and they can be around other kids who are also burn survivors. And, um, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a camp for me too. I mean, I, I have an absolute great time, you know, I'm a counselor, but it's, <laughs> It's just, uh, yeah, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of fun. I love that, and something I've noticed about country, and again, I, you see this in all genres. Mm-hmm. So I'm not putting any other genre down. I hope nobody ever. Cause when I say this, people are probably like, oh, well, my genre does it too, you know. But <laughs> I think with country, it really seems like their heart is more into helping people than anything sure. any genre I've seen. And, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not that's not putting down any other genre because they all help, I think. But it just, it, I don't know. There's a different family. Thing with country that I've, that I've noticed. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. And I, I feel it's it's even in the venues and the music. I mean, you have the opera, you have, uh, you know, the rhyme, and, and it, it literally is a family. You know, that's that's what's so great about it. And everyone, I've especially learned coming from, I'm in Nashville now for the last year. Uh, prior to that, I was mm-hmm. in Los Angeles for a while. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a family. I mean, I, I, when I got here, I didn't really know anybody, you know, that kind of thing. And everyone's <laughs> so welcoming and nice. It's amazing. It really is. And, and what's funny, like, we, um, we're we in Savannah, Georgia, planning on eventually moving to Nashville. And mm-hmm. we, um, I guess about a month ago, a couple months ago, something like that, might have been a month ago, mm-hmm. I pitched out to Facebook that looking for a podcast mic, if anybody had one, would love to get it from you. And, and of course, I'm pitching out to Savannah. Mm-hmm. And because I'm, because we got a lot of Nashville friends, I had a <laughs> Nashville friend private message me and say, "I've got one. Out. What's your address? I'll mail it to you." Wow, no kidding! That's amazing. <laughs> and, I, wow. and that's one of my favorite that. stories to tell because that—that's what we have learned about Nashville. You know, so much going on in Nashville that we're like, you know, what we just need to be there because we feel more. We're not even there, and we feel more at home there than anywhere. And we're not even there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's amazing. You know? <laughs> so, that you is know, amazing. We really love the area. We love country music. And, and again, no, yeah, you know, because yeah. it is the Chris and Sandy show, there will probably be artists that we come on as pop, rock. And in fact, we had Jeff Coffey, who was rock, so on mm-hmm, the board. Sure. So it's not strictly country, but, you know, 90% of what we bring on will try to stay country. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. <laughs> That's fantastic. So when you look back on your life so far right now, <clears throat> what are some moments where you say, wow, I got to do that? In um, music, for, for, for music, right, yeah. Um, I was, it was actually my, my first year at, uh, at the, the burn camp. Um, it was in 2010, 2009. Um, and I, I came back from that, and I, I just kind of realized I had this, you know, a lot, a lot of these kids are, you know, every day they go to school and they have scars and they have, you know, like, uh, you know, they're around other kids and they don't really know any other burn survivors, you know? Um, so, and they go and they're, they're fearless every day, even just going to school. Um, so I, I get back from camp and I, you know, go back to work and that sort of thing in New York. And I just realized, I was like, what, what am I so scared of? You know, what am I, 
what am I doing right now? Why am I, you know, keeping myself in an office every day, that sort of thing, when I know it's not what I really <laughs> want to do or what I was put here to do? Um, yeah. So that's why I, I kind of had, yeah, that aha moment. That's like I need to, I need to, you know, follow what my passion is, you know, and that's that's when I left to go play music. So what are some moments where you're like, you know, different things you've done since you've done music, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, wow, I got, I got the, you know, some highlights of your life, I guess, sure, for the sure. past yeah. few years. Yeah, I was, uh, while I was living in Los Angeles, um, I sang the national anthem for um, the, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the LA Kings oh, wow. um, at the Staples Center all in one year. And uh, I remember mm-hmm. um, I'm standing in, you know, like when you're singing the national anthem, you're standing in center court and you have both teams there, sort of thing. It was 20,000 people. I was just, Wow. I, I, I could barely walk to the center of the court. I felt like my knees were just knocking out. But was, uh, that that was definitely a moment where I was. I, it was just like wow, you know. It was, it was just amazing, just amazing. As you were walking one. out there, what was you going through? You know, before you uh, go to the next one, as you were walking <laughs> out there, what were your thoughts? I want mm-hmm. get us, put us in that moment. Sure, sure. Well, my, my first thought was. Do not mess up the words because that is <laughs> that that's the main thought, especially with the national anthem. It's like just don't mess up the words. But I've I've sang it at different events before and that sort of thing. So I, I felt I had it down, you know, okay. Um but as I was as I was walking out, to be honest, I was just thinking to myself how grateful I am. How, how grateful mm, that I have yeah. the the support that I do of my, you know, friends that I've had since kindergarten and my family, my you know, two sisters and my parents and um, and just the, the people around that, that believe in me, you know, cause that's, that's mm-hmm. really, I, I wouldn't be anywhere without, without that, you know, having that foundation yeah. is, is so, so key. Um, and I, I was just so grateful to be able to walk out there and, um, and, and perform, you know, and, and sing there. Did you have uh, any thoughts while you were singing? I mean, cause you know, I, cause of course people can, you know, like when I'm talking, I'm still thinking sometimes. <laughs> Were you singing in the middle of the song? Did you have any thoughts like, you know, looking around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was looking around. I know I had some friends that, you know, got tickets and were, you know, playing and that sort of thing. Um, and mm-hmm. I was looking at, you know, the first thing I thought of was that these basketball players are huge. I mean, they are like <laughs> seven feet tall every single <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm six one, but I I felt like I was about you know four eight walking out onto that court. It was unbelievable. Um, but I I I was really just um, really just kind of focusing in in the moment kind of thing. My my younger sister yeah. is actually a uh, a singer songwriter here in Nashville as well. And um, oh wow, she she keeps me very grounded to just always you know when I'm to try to not let your mind race when you're um, mm-hmm. performing when when you're doing something. So I I just kept kind of thinking to myself that I'm just so happy to be here, you know, and um, just trying to just kind of relish, I guess, in the moment. That is really awesome. So give us one or yeah, two great moments wild. that you've had. So give us like one or two more great moments. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, let's see, uh, a couple years ago, I was in, um, since I do speak French fluently and that sort of thing, uh, singing and write songs in French, um, I was in, uh, I went to Paris and to Cannes to, to play, um, Midam is a, uh, 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 a festival in the south of France in Cannes next to Nice uh, every year. And then um, I played there and then went up to uh, Fête mm. de which is a, a festival in Paris they have every year. And the whole city just opens up to all this loud music. And uh, oh, wow. I remember st- standing on stage and I could see where I was. I could see the Eiffel Tower as I'm, I'm oh, wow. playing for people. And I, I was just like, what am I doing here? Like, how, how did I deserve to get here? You know, <laughs> kind of, I was like, what did I do? Like, this is crazy. Um, that that and then I think uh, definitely um, there was a, a, a couple years ago uh, I was mm-hmm. quoted to be um, Southwest Airlines artist on the rise, um, which was pretty wild. Oh, wow. And uh, I got I got <laughs> to do a live at 35, which is um, you you play a concert to people on uh, an airplane on one of the Southwest <laughs> Airlines flights. So they they didn't know it was happening, and all of a sudden I stood up and. Um, you know, the flight attendants all, all had it. I took out my guitar and I, they had a speaker for me and everything. And I played a, a show to the folks on, uh, on the plane, which was great because if oh. they didn't like me. They, they couldn't leave. So I had the most captive audience. You can think of. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was great. I love, I love those stories. Um, 
now, I always like to flip the script. I always like to get a few mm-hmm. good stories out, but I like to go the other way now. Um, sure. Talk about the rough side, the struggle side. And, <clears throat> and I always like to tell a little story of what, to help us lead into this. Um, back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time they were full-time with music. And I, one of the questions I asked is, what would um, advice you give for an up-and-coming artist? And Allison said that this is going to sound funny coming from a full-time artist. He goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that. Don't do music and just keep it as a hobby. (laughs) She goes, because the sacrifices we make, the the sacrifices we have to make, the family has to sacrifice, the struggles we have to go through, the rejection we have to go through. If there's a death in the family today, guess what? Tonight, if we got a gig, we got a smile. We got to sing those songs that mm-hmm. remind us of that person that just passed away. We have to wear so many masks. As an independent artist, we have to wear 50 different jobs. Mm-hmm. And she goes, but if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then you better go all in because you'll never make it, and you'll never be happy unless you do. Now, what do you think of what she said? And let's go there with the, that side of it. Yeah, I mean, I that was so well put. I, I mean, it's it's so so true. Um, it it really is. Um, for for me, especially leaving um, what what I did, uh, you know, in in New York, um, I, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, you're all no, in. I <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. I mean, I was so I I left, and then two years later, um, you know, I'm so I'm playing music. That, that's where, and of course, I have to work. You know, because I, I at that time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and even yeah. as it goes, music is not, you know, making you a, you know, <laughs> a yeah. wealthy individual. You don't, you don't go into music for the money. That's the bottom line. I mean, um, so I, I pretty much about probably about a year and a half or so after leaving New York, um, I, I couldn't get a job really anywhere. I, I you know, because I hadn't, hadn't bartended since college and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I remember I, I went I went to a restaurant in Los Angeles and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll take any job you have. Um and they said, oh, well, wow. you know, your resume is great, mm-hmm. you know, but we, you haven't bartended, you haven't even been a server, like, you know, and I'm sure you don't want to wash dishes. And I was like, I'll absolutely do it. Like, I need a job, you know, I need to like eat and pay rent. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was washing dishes after a, a, a couple of years of, after leaving New York. And there was a time when I was, mm-hmm. um, I came home and there was a slip on my door that I was going to get evicted. I didn't have any money at all. Wow. And, um, and I, I stood there as I'm washing the dishes in this restaurant being like, what did I, what did I do? Like, why did I wow. leave what I did to, you know, mm. to do this, you know? And, and then of course mm. you have moments like that. There was another time where I was playing at a, a, a venue on, um, in, in Los Angeles and it was, you know, it was a, kind of a slower night and it, you know, you play for three or four hours and make like, you know, 50 bucks, hundred bucks, something like that, you know, but you do mm-hmm. it of course. And, um, and, uh, and the only people in the entire bar was myself and the bartender. And oh, he's wow. just standing behind the bar wow. playing, playing songs. And then all, he throws up his arms and he leaves and he goes downstairs into the main bar. So then I'm standing up there by myself and be like, do I keep playing? Do I just sit down on a chair in here? Like, what, what do I do? So I just kind of kept playing for like another half hour. And then I sat down and I was like, again, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I mm-hmm. putting myself through this? This is crazy to me. Yeah. And then the, the owner mm-hmm. came up and said, you know, you can just go home, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Cause there's no one here, of course. And uh, you know, but there's mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of times like that where you're just like, what have I, what have I done? You know, but it's the, that, those kind of things, those stories are what kind of make who you are and the music you write. Yep. And that's right. Like, like if, if you don't have the bad, you can't appreciate the good, you know, it's when it does. Yeah, happen, exactly. You know. um, yeah. Yeah. Because like we, we totally get where you're coming from. Cause um, we're chasing this crazy new country media dream that we have, you know, right now there's, you know, with the whole new country buzz, Chris and Sandy show. I mean, there's no money coming in for this right now. We're forking money out to run the show. And right. we don't know when that will – we thought it could be maybe this year that we start seeing some money, but then all this virus happened, so we can say, okay, we can forget right. sponsors this year. You know, yeah. that's odds <laughs> of that are going to be <laughs> – right. um, mm-hmm. so, so we're, like, chasing this crazy dream like, y'all, like you are and all the other artists, uh, not knowing what's going to happen. And there are many nights where 
Sandy has to talk me off a ledge where I'm like, I just need to go get a regular job or something. And Sandy would laugh because she's like, Mm -hmm. um, she knows me. She goes, um, because, you know, we've been married 17 years, but we've never had like regular jobs. We've, we've done Mm -hmm. gig stuff and all different types of stuff to stay afloat, you know? And so she's like, you get a regular job. And I'm like, okay, you're right. That's not happening. And, you know, we joke about that, but people don't get that side of it, that as an artist or as a host, you're chasing this dream that you believe in with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when that big break is going to happen. It could be tomorrow. It could be sure. five years from now. You know, none of us know that. And I think, and, and, and so I'm glad that, some artists like you are willing to open up and be vulnerable with this side of it. Cause I think people yeah. don't get to hear what y'all really go through because all you hear is they need a real job. They need to right. prepare. Absolutely. They need a plan B, you know? And, and when you look at all the big artists out there and, and, and of course, not all of them, but for, for a lot of them, when they're interviewed and they're, and they, and they ask the question, I love this question because the host always gets taken back on the answer what would you be doing if music didn't work? Right. And I've heard several answers say, musician. And they're like, you didn't, you didn't have a plan B? And they're like, no. If a plan B always becomes your plan A. Right, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and that's what I love <laughs> about your story so far. Is you know you had no idea what was going to happen. Oh yeah. You were like, you know what? I'm gonna step out on faith here. <laughs> I'm not supposed to yep. be behind a cubicle. And <laughs> right. <clears throat> you know, Absolutely. I love that so, so true. <clears throat> because a lot of, and I think that's why a lot of people put artists and things down because they wish they had that bravery. But they don't. Right. I, I agree. So, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of that is definitely true. So, so, you know, people sometimes project, you know, their fears onto others, you know. On um, you. I, I think you're right on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you know, I respect the artists so much. And, and again, there are some artists we have come on there where they disagree with all this that we're talking about because they have the plan B's and all that. And, and that's mm-hmm. great. I respect their opinion. It's just the sure. people I've seen make it for the most part. Didn't have a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my absolutely. <laughs> Very so, true. what's been your favorite venue to play at so far? Um, let's see. My my favorite, of course, being at the Staples Center and that sort of thing is just wild. I mean, I, you know, like I that that was amazing. But I, I think the for me. Um, in, in, in different places, for instance, in, in L.A., uh, Hotel Cafe is it, – it actually, I don't know I'm thinking about it. It's the, the smaller, more intimate venues, I think, are my favorites. Um, you, oh, know, wow. you have Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles. You have Rockwood Music Hall in New York, as well as the Bitter End. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have even, you know, it's uh, like the, the Listening Room in Nashville, mm-hmm. which is a, a little larger than the other two. But still, you know, it's a smaller, more intimate type um, setting because you can – you can just kind of, uh, you're almost on the same level just speaking with people. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're having like just like a conversation kind of thing while you're on stage, um, you know, in between songs kind of thing. And you get to really learn, um, people get to really learn about you, you know, which is really yeah. a, a thing that, you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people and different artists try to really convey is just to kind of show who they are through their music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about their struggles, about their you know aspirations, about the great thing that things they've they've accomplished. You know, that's what we're just mm-hmm. really trying to do. And I think those smaller venues really uh, cater to that. And that's one reason we launched this show is um, you know because when we first launched the Chris and Sandy show, we were like, how can we be different? Now, granted, we're a married couple. I don't know of many married couples that run a show together, <laughs> so that's <laughs> one unique. But I wanted something <laughs> more unique than that. And so I was like, what's missing out there from, from my perspective, um, being in the music business now for a while, uh, looking in. And I think, and, it's, and again, there might be other shows that do this. I don't know. I just haven't seen them. But for the independent artists, I just haven't really seen shows that give you enough time to really tell your story. Absolutely. 
And that's yeah, where we I, try I to be right different. There. As we wanted to be the show that where everybody thinks, and that's why our tagline is up close and personal, because we wanted to get personal. With, and, and I guess we got too personal with one guest, because we actually had <laughs> oh, one yeah. guest ghost us in the middle of the show. <gasps> no. Yeah. Really? Just one time. <laughs> we'll remember that one. <laughs> But, oh my! But gosh, you know what? That's crazy. That, that that's yeah. become a battle. And and the that. bad thing is, it was someone that Sandy really liked. So she kind of uh, like, yeah. okay, well, someone I'd known up for years. Yeah. And, and oh to this God. day, we still, to this day, we still don't know why. And you know, I guess it really don't matter because we've had other people True. on the show, and it that's only right. happened once. But you know what? That that's been that's been a battle wound that we can tell now. Yeah, it is. Well, that's <laughs> I mean, right. it'd be we'll one thing if like, the phone died or something, but I mean, it, 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 like clearly, if you haven't heard from them, that, I mean, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I even text, emailed, and everything like the same day, and nothing. Uh huh. <laughs> Still no response. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Middle of the show. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> wow. That is why I can't but even you know imagine what? that. <laughs> And, you know, when when it was all said and done, we just thought technical difficulties. But I'll be honest, I kind of thought what ha- happened, that they just ghosted us. I mean, in the middle of a show. I mean, I've heard of ghosting you. I mean, we had people not show up a few times. True. But we've never had a person ghost in the middle of the show. And I'm like, okay, wow. um, that's a first. You know, and that's, that'll be part of our story that we tell down the road. Absolutely. I tell Absolutely. it. Yes. <laughs> That is amazing. So since, well, so since you know we're talking about crazy stories, tell mm-hmm. us a crazy story that's happened to you since you've been um, doing your music on stage or something. And keep it PG. I always have to tell the guy yeah. to keep it PG because you never know where you never know where it's going to go. Very fair point. I, I, I always anytime I, anytime I, I, I do something like this, I always think my parents are listening. That is it. Like what what would my parents yeah. not want to hear? Like, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I think actually a, a, a crazy story for me would be um, it, it was actually I, it, it's two things I, I touched upon before, um, but it was mm-hmm. so one night I'm singing the um, the national anthem at the this was at the uh, Lakers game, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I I had a friend uh, uh, Diane Cannon who I met in Los Angeles and you know we'd sing together and kind of write together and that sort of thing, and um, so she's always at all the LA Laker games. Um, and mm. so where she, she brought me into the, it's called like the presidential suite kind of thing where you go and you get like in a halftime, you get, you know, coffee and, you know, some snacks yeah. and that sort of thing. And, uh, so as I'm, I'm up getting a coffee and I hear behind me, someone say, uh, in the most distinct voice that you know exactly who it is when they say that. And they say, mm-hmm. um, because I, I was just standing in front of the machine and like stirring my coffee, and they said, "You all like," they yeah. said, "Are you all set? Like, are you all set with that? Like, are you like ready to move on?" Kind of thing. You like pretty much can you get out of the way so I can get my coffee? Um, <laughs> and, and it was uh, Jack Nicholson, and I, I turned oh, wow. around and I just went white wow. as a ghost, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Go for it. Can I get you the cup of coffee?" I mean, like I. Had, <laughs> And, he, and and then he he turns to me and he says uh, he's like hey did you sing that anthem I was like yeah he's like great job man he gave me a thumbs up and I was like well all right my life is now complete I can uh, wow. lead yeah and then in that same um, time after I had someone else come up to me and say oh wow that you know it sounded great it sounded great I was like oh thank you and that they walked away and then my friend said do you know who that was uh, no and they're like that was uh, Glenn Fry from the Eagles I was like. What? <laughs> oh, like, wow, cool. My gosh. I was like, there, yet again, I can, I can die now. This is fine. Everything is, you know, I've accomplished all I need to in life. Like, that was definitely a crazy, crazy story for me. Yeah. That's a good. And, you know, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, a little, a little commercial break, and then we'll play your song sure. when we come back. How's that sound? Oh, great. That's fantastic. I appreciate it. Okay. Just hang on tight. Sure. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry, 
The sports guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Oh, um, yes. Great so song. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Now, now, of course, I'm about to ask what inspired that, but of course I already know <laughs> what inspired it. But what inspired that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, a common – I actually wrote it in a hotel room in – I think I was in Orlando, um, <laughs> like right next to the airport. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of a – you know, of course, it's, you know, being on the road and traveling and playing, it's um, – it's difficult to have uh, sometimes a, a relationship, you know, it's, um, it's, it's just not, it's kind of a, a not the normal lifestyle of, you know, traveling so much and, you know, the, 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 what, what, you know, what, what comes with that. Um, and, and it's really also about kind of really pursuing what really kind of pulls you in life. Um, you know, for me, it's music and writing and playing and that, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, and just really kind of following that and kind of really trusting that, you know, if you do follow what you love, that, um, mm. that the things you want in life will, will come to you. They will surface, you know, um, it's, it's kind of really just trusting in that and being okay with it. You yeah. Know? 
And, and you know, as an artist, moving up the ladder of success within that, it gets even tougher if you're single because you almost have to marry one day someone within the business because it's because people outside the business would just don't understand. Absolutely, yeah. I've been different, you know, um, as I've as I've gone through the years, you know, it's 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 really finding someone who um, who understands and uh, really you know, it accepts it and really is rooting for you. You know, it's, you, you, you mm-hmm. can't be with someone who is secretly hoping that you don't become successful, you know, cause they're worried about, um, you know, uh, you know, outside things, you know, happening. You're like, you, you yeah. really need to be with someone who is rooting for you, who's on, on your side and you almost do it together. You know, even if they're not the performer or anything like that, they, they ground you and they keep you motivated yeah, and they, they exactly. push you, you know? And that's why, you know, we've had, we have a lot of, married or pe- people that are artists that are married to come on the show mm-hmm. and something I've noticed about the industry that I really liked because Sandy and I have been a 24-7 couple since the day we married 17 years ago um, wow. and a lot of people just do not get that um, mm-hmm. in fact we've lost friends because oh, oh that's too that's too weird for me I can't even be around y'all and I think it's they're intimidated <laughs> a little bit by it I don't know wow. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we, that's just how we've lived it's just and you know what when I when I first searched for a wife and I searched online. I really felt like God said, your wife is online, and I'm going to lead you to her. And <laughs> right. apparently apparently, I was led to her because, because you know, one of my – and people people thought I was stupid because one of my first things was if you wanted to be independent, it was next. I, I wanted to build a legacy together with somebody, mm-hmm. and right. um, I wanted it with somebody. Mm-hmm. It was a big difference, and, and one of my questions was if, if there was a way – to be a 24-7 marriage and build something together, great. Would you be open to that? And, of course, most women, oh, God, no, are you crazy? (laughs) 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 And and when I chatted with Sandy for the first time back in February 2nd of 02, I remember I said that same thing to her, and she says, she goes, you know, I've never heard of that, but if that was even remotely possible, that would be awesome. I was oh, like, oh, wow. that's the one. I almost knew it then, right? <laughs> and, you know, and, and what we've been noticing is I think a lot we're more accepted in the music arena because you have a lot more couples that are – that even though you might have the husband or the wife as the artist, usually the spouse has something, some part of, of, the, of the music business. So they're working it together. Sure, Absolutely. And that's Absolutely, something yeah. that I really treasure seeing. Yeah, and it's it's so great to see that too. And 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 I think <laughs> when when you said that, some people think you're crazy for doing that. You know that kind of thing. I, I think that's again, like we talked about earlier, is that people kind of projecting their fear sometimes. You know, um, mm-hmm. sometimes people what people want, they kind of root against because they don't have sometimes. You know. <laughs> Um, and I, and I yeah. think that's great. You guys have that. That's mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. And that's I think that's a, a, a definitely a gift. Absolutely. It's definitely a gift, and she's been a gift from God 100%, you know, because I went oh. through 19 years of addictions, and first five years of our marriage, I was still in those addictions, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and she loved me through them, as I always tell people. Wow. You know, she showed me God's pure love through her, and yeah. that, and if it weren't for that, I probably wouldn't be here, and we wouldn't have kids and all that now, so. <laughs> wow. So I hope that's amazing. her and God everything. Yeah, um, I mean, that's so my, my parents. Now. Wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah, my my parents have been together for a little over forty years, and they're <laughs> wow. it, it is um it, it's literally I I'm so thankful that they are the way they are because they made me who I am, you know, and 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 the values I have, mm-hmm. and the morals and everything mm-hmm. because of that. Um, so that's great. I mean, your your kids are going to be <laughs> very very happy that you guys are the mm-hmm. way you are. That's 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 really a gift, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, one thing I like to do on the show that that I think people, the fans don't really get to hear about is your team. You know, you can't do what you do without the team around you. So tell us oh, a few yeah. stories and introduce your team to people, you know, because I think that they need sometimes the pat on the back, too, that they never get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for my team really kind of <clears throat> starts with my family. 
um, to be honest. We grew up, you know, I grew up in a, yeah. a two-family house where my cousins were above us and we were below. And my, my parents still live, my, my cousins still live above. And, uh, you know, my, for instance, this, this last song, and the, I have another song coming out uh, Friday, and then an EP mm-hmm. in May. Um, and my, my cousin produced it. He used to live upstairs from me. He was my, he's a month older than me. Oh, wow. And we've been, you know, friends. Obviously, he was my first friend, you know. <laughs> and uh, he lives in Memphis, so we produced it there. And um, on, even on the song there, the backup vocals are my younger sister, Katie Burke. And so she's an incredible singer. Uh, and then I have um, my, you know, my social media and PR, that sort of thing. Everything is through Aristo Media uh, with Matt Watkins on, on there. Yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, uh, yeah, and my uh, people who have, you know, helped me along the way and that, that sort of thing. There's just so many to name of friends and family and um, that, that sort of thing. And uh, a, a good friend of mine I went to college with in um, Connecticut, at, at Quinnipiac, uh, Denise Carberry, she's helped me out so much with, you know, introducing me to folks, that sort of thing. So I, I was in the, come from the finance world. I was never really in the music world. So I, I didn't know anybody, you know, just kind of going out and playing um, yeah, so, so many people that I can't even, even think of who felt helped me along the way that I'm just eternally grateful to. And then every, every person that listens on Spotify or downloads on iTunes, I mean, I feel, I, you know, fans are really, you know, a, a part of your team, you know, because without yeah, them, exactly. they're, they're the foundation mm-hmm. of everything. You know, without them, you, you wouldn't be <laughs> doing anything, true. you know. So yeah, absolutely. So that's, yeah, I think that's a, a lot of people on my team, <laughs> which is which is great. <laughs> You know, speaking about family, we we always try to keep this family oriented. So our little eight year old always likes to get on the show and ask one question. I love that. You know, and we got a one year old, and when she gets older, we hope to plug her in too. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. All right, here's Christopher. Hi, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Oh my gosh. I would have to say my favorite food is pepperoni pizza. I mean, yeah. it, it, it doesn't get much better than that, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, little Chris? Uh, uh, pizza. Oh, my gosh, we have the same food. Unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> and he loves pepperoni. <laughs> Thanks for the question, okay, Chris. Bye. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he comes and goes quick. He comes and goes quickly. He That's loves so it. I would I love, love it. to be a part of the show. Hopefully, he can so be great. running the show while we do our thing. Eventually, that'd be really cool too. Yeah, <laughs> we'll oh, see absolutely. him grow into this. <clears throat> and who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. one. Of, you know, I don't play guitar or anything, but we're planning on all learning eventually. So maybe sometime this year or next year, we'll finally start going that route. And who knows? You know, and then who knows? Caitlin may be one day. And that, especially with the whole female movement out there. <laughs> with Absolutely. The Absolutely. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that that's happening. You know, it's, 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 a, it's been a long time coming. It has. And, you know, again, you know, <clears throat> we interview a lot of people and has been leaning more women. But I think a lot of that has to do with that when you look at the the rising artists and, you know, mm-hmm. It seems like there's double the women trying to make it than the men, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's great. I'm I'm really glad that, you know, that they feel so empowered to do that, and it's not just, you know, like a boys' show, as it always as it has been for yeah. a long time. You know? Yeah, because we, we need both Johnny Cash and Loretta Lynn's out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what makes country music country. You know, you, you got to – you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you can have your pickup trucks. That's fine, but you, we need the women's side too. Absolutely, very much so. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times they're a lot more sensible than we are, so that's uh, definitely needed. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oof. Um, I would have to say I would love to write with Ray Charles. Um, Oh, that would that is my absolute dream. Um, I've listened to his. I've loved his his stuff. His style. I'd love to write a bluesy um, song with him, and uh, pretty much just a, a bluesy love song. You know, like a a sad, happy love song. <laughs> so the, he just does mm-hmm. those. He, he can play a song, and it just it would just 
you'd feel happy and sad in about a 10 second span, you know, all on the same, on the same course. So it's just unbelievable. <laughs> that would, that would be really awesome to see too. <laughs> no pun intended on that one, right? <laughs> I didn't even catch oh, that. that I said that. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> So if there was one song out there that when you look back on that would describes your life outside of one you just wrote, but someone, a song that somebody else wrote, what mm-hmm. song would that be? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I would have to say, um, I don't know if it maybe describes my life entirely, but it, it, it's mm. such a, it, it was I started hearing it at a turning point for me music wise and it really helped to mm-hmm. shape. It was, um, even though he didn't, you know, write it originally, it was, uh, Chris Stapleton's Tennessee whiskey. Um, oh, wow. I, I heard that at a really, um, turning point in, in my life and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, music wise and life wise and, and everything. And that just really helped me. Um, it really just kind of shaped, uh, where I was going with my music and that, that sort of thing. So I'd, even though it may not have summed up my life, I think it's it's yeah. a very important song to me. Um, yeah. You know, from my music so, and my decision to move here to Nashville and, and everything like that. So what song of yours that you've written has the most meaning to you and why? Yeah, um, I'd have to say it was, um, I have a song off my second album. Um, it's called If We Could See. Um mm-hmm. And that's what I actually entered into the the Southwest Airlines competition and ended up winning with that with, with that song. Um, <laughs> I wrote right. it while I was living in New York, and um, it, it's it's pretty much about like if you know so there's so much homeless, you know there's, there's such mm-hmm. a huge homeless population, um, and it's it's really about you know when you see someone, um, if you could you know it's it's almost like putting yourself in their shoes kind of kind of thing like if if we could see through yeah. you know their their eyes. You know, it, a lot of their lives sometimes may not be that very different from, you know, yours and mine. They just kind of hit a patch and it just went a different direction where we took a left, they went a right, you know, or which, whichever way. Yeah, so it's, exactly. it's really kind of putting yourself and seeing life through their eyes, you know, putting yourself in their position and just trying to help other people. I love that. <clears throat> now, I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to mm-hmm. explain why I'm asking it in this way after I ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I sure. always like to paraphrase that. Um, <clears throat> if we had a magic wand, and what you're about mm-hmm. to say would perfectly come true, where would, <laughs> where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking that, there's actually a point to this. Um, this past February made five years that I asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. She is wow. almost to the T of living exactly what she told us back then. Wow. And I just think it's really cool to know that she said it, Five-year goal, and it happened. So I want artists to vision that. Where would Absolutely. you be in five years? Yeah, that's I, I I love that. It's very important to to say things out loud too. You know, to really um, five years. I'd love to be. Um, you know, a lot of it is doing what I'm doing just on a larger scale. I'd love to be writing with really great, you know, songwriters. I write with great ones now, and, and I'd love to really you know continue to do that. I'd love to be. You know, touring touring the world, playing music, and um, you know, uh, having a family, and having to really, you know, and bring my my family with me, and sharing that experience with them, and um, and doing a lot of you know, helping out a lot of different organizations. You know, those some I work with now. Um, you know, like I, I mentioned, the Mid Atlantic Burn Camp, and there's um, mm-hmm. ones for you know different orphanages and that sort of thing in Liberia that I also help, and I love to be traveling, just kind of spreading you know, good vibes and just, you know, to be helping me yeah. as well as playing my music and um, just really, really being happy, helping out my family, spending time with them. And um, yeah, it's a great that's, question. That's really, really great goal. So let's say you had a friend of yours and um, mm-hmm. let's say they've played five or 10 shows so far and you've heard them and they sound pretty good. They've got a really great tone. They got something, you can tell they got something special to them. They've played mm-hmm. five or ten shows, so they haven't played a whole lot yet. But they got the stage bug, as many artists calls it. Um, mm-hmm. And they've, they've already experienced, like, I feel like I'm supposed to do this. 
What mm-hmm. advice would you give that person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Sure. Uh, I would first ask, are you sure? <laughs> I guess that's right there. <laughs> like Alex. Are you positive? <laughs> right. Um, I would say to absolutely um, and don't think – or you, you are going to – there will be times where you think, am I doing the right thing or what, what am I doing, you know? Um, but keep going pretty much. I, I would say um, I, I love the analogy of, you know, there's like when a, a flower is about to, you know, come through the dirt, you know. A lot of times mm. people stop right before that's about to, you know, come. There, there's so much growing that happens before – Um, that even, you know, comes through the soil and people stop kind Mm -hmm. of before that and just keep, you know, push through that, keep, keep pushing through and, um, you know, have, have stability, have a foundation, whether it's friends or family or other artists or songwriters, you know, that you can, that you can lean on because you, you will need to lean on it. You you will need Mm -hmm. help sometimes. That's just what it is. And then as you're going, help other people, you know, that's because they're, a lot of people who are, you know, coming up who don't have that kind of foundation that you want or need that you can give them, you know, mm-hmm. and be there for other people and really just, uh, and have fun. I mean, if this is supposed to be fun, you're, you're yeah. every time you're performing, you're giving a gift to people, you know, and that's, that's fun. That's like, that's a good thing. You know, speaking about the planted thing, you know, it made me think about, have you ever heard of the Chinese bamboo tree? No. Well, the Chinese is called a Chinese bamboo tree, and of course, in this day and time, I kind of hate even using that. But, but, but there's a tree <laughs> called the Chinese bamboo tree, and you water it and fertilize it every day. Water and fertilize it. First year, you see nothing. <laughs> Second year, you wow. see nothing. It don't come out of the ground. Third year, you oh still see God. nothing. Fourth year, you still see nothing. <sighs> Sometime in the fifth year, in a 90-day span, it grows 90 feet. Really? That is unbelievable. Look it up. Look it up. But if you quit watering it, you never see that. But it's, yeah. a, it's a five years thing to where sometime there's there, – I think I don't know if it's a six-week or a three-month, but either way, it's a really short span where it grows 90 feet. But see, those five years it was growing, it was just growing the roots. Wow. That's so you amazing. as the artist are growing <laughs> your roots right now. Right, absolutely. So that – Absolutely. You know, and that's way <clears throat> and you know, an advice I remember that we got when we first launched this show, I think is great for artists too, not just hosts. But I remember I asked a friend from Nashville, what advice would you give us as we get this thing going? And he said, There's only one piece of advice I'd ever give. Be authentic. And he said, Because mm-hmm. because he knows we look up to like Bobby Bones and your Ty Bentleys and all that. he says, You could learn every Ty Bentley joke, every Bobby Bones joke, every Ryan Seacrest joke, don't matter who it is. <laughs> and you could almost become them. And you might even create an audience. But the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out. Mm-hmm. And when authentic Chris comes out, you're going to lose everybody you got because they were attracted to fake Chris. He says, <laughs> but if you start out being authentic, then the right audience will come. That is so true. That is so, so true. And I, and I, and, and, and it's difficult as an artist because, of course, when you – or a songwriter or, you know, or, or anything kind of creative because your initial – when you first start out, you're playing, you know, other people's songs. You hear a song, you're like, oh, I want to learn how to yeah. play that, you know, and you're, you're almost kind of, kind of, you know, mimicking initially. Um, yeah. And it, it, it even took me a while to really find who I was and, and my style. And I realized my style is really just the music that I love. It's, a, it's kind of a combination of yeah. all that. And it's, and it's so true. You, you really do have to be yourself because – and so you're at some point it is going to come out, you know, and when it does, if everyone, you know, you know, thought I was a, a rapper the whole time. And all of a sudden now I'm playing country music. They'd be like, uh, who is this guy? What are you, what are you doing here? I know, what, what, where's the rapper we've been listening to, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, so if we get to our last question here, what is a question that you kind of wish hosts like us would ask, but kind of never do? Oh, wow. Um, I would say, um, honestly, I, I think you, you've asked a few. I, I think what you guys are honestly doing is what others should do as well. Is, and is really, like you touched upon it, getting personal, getting to know their story. So, so I guess really the, the, the question would be, like, what is your, 
you know, what is your story? You know, because uh, there are a lot of times that um, people, you know, have something to say or that they want others to really know them. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, on social media and through music, different times, it's you see only one side. Um, yeah. So I think it, it, it would really be, honestly, what, what you guys are doing, what, you know, the Chris and Sandy show, of, you know, New Country Buzz <laughs> of, um, of, of doing that, you know, because that's something that um, I think people sometimes want to get their story out and want to be, you know, just people know who they are, you know. And, and see, we've actually built our show on that one question. Yeah, We've had absolutely. that, uh, you know, I've been asking that question almost, I think, from day one. And there's, of course, there's some yes. people that they like this ask and that ask, and we don't mm-hmm. add that. But then there's other times where they're like, they say something like, ooh, I like that. That's <laughs> really good. Why do we've got to add that? <laughs> like like w- w- one of the questions that somebody had was, um, I wish people would ask me about my team. Ooh, ooh I like that. Yes. So, so that is now yeah, added in so every funny. show. Cause That's I, a great again, question. I, I think that people don't understand that you are running a business here and it yeah, takes a absolutely. whole team and it's not just you even though you're in the spotlight it's everybody behind mm-hmm. you that has to do their part or you can't do what you need to do absolutely so so true so true self-promotion time go on and tell everybody how they can reach <laughs> you <laughs> sure uh you can find me on any of the uh along the interwebs of uh social media at uh mike burke music and uh, I have a single coming out uh, this Friday uh, called Feeling, and I released uh, another single a few weeks ago called Born to Love My Dream, and I have a, an EP coming out in uh, May. And, you know, we really loved having you on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Chris and Sandy. I really appreciate it. This was, this was great. It was so much fun. And, and Christopher and as well, well with, with, with the pizza question. <laughs> yeah. that, that was a highlight. I love it. <laughs> there you go. I will let it look, go back, yeah. <laughs> and we look forward to bringing you back down the road. Yeah, we absolutely. Do. I'd love to. I'd love to. All right. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Take care. Oh, you, you too. too. Thank Bye. you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed the show today. Um Go check out Mike Burke and check out all his stuff. And again, as always, tomorrow was another great artist.